0: It is impossible to love food and not love eating, yet possible to love eating and not care much for food. After years of epic dinner parties, long lunches and boozy brunches, we bring you Shaken and Stirred. Or rather, we are Shaken and Stirred.
1: Cheers. This is
0: Shaken and Stirred. I'm Nigel Barker and I'm here with my co-host Tom Astor and we have... A rather interesting fellow who I have interviewed before, and I was, you know, have been really waiting to have you back, to be honest with you, for, for many years. <laughs> regret, Regretful decisions. <laughs> no regretful decisions, other than the fact this table isn't big enough, because your knee is sort of rubbing up against mine, which is well, you know, something which I, I you know, depending on who my guest is, sometimes it's kind of fun. There's um, intent. You know. There's intent. Yeah, sure. I have celebrity chef Russell Jackson in. <laughs> Shake it and stirred. How are you, my friend? Hi, buddy. Good to see you. It's been, it's really, it's been way too long. How many restaurants has it been in between you and I last seeing each other? None. None? None. You're kidding me. What's been going on? It's, it's, this is a man who's opened six <laughs> restaurants, is about to open his seventh. Yeah, that was a surprise. But
2: yes, I'm about to open my seventh restaurant.
0: Well, how many restaurants and can a man open, for goodness sakes?
2: Not enough. Clearly, I mean, at this point in in today's society, clearly not enough. I mean, you have to make a point. And and for me, having this opportunity to to do something here in New York is is an enormous statement for me personally. So I'm really excited about it, and I'm happy to be talking about
0: it here first. Well, before we get into that, which is really exciting, Tom, what are we drinking? We are, well. What are all of, what are all of we drinking?
1: (laughs) We are drinking a margarita. Clayton's Margarita. Clayton's Margarita. Let's get it straight, which, by the
0: way, after this is going to be called the NB Margarita. Sorry, Clayton, I don't know who you are. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Wow. And you know, and 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 it's rather cool because Kyle made this for us, and he's it's got egg white and what else is it have in it? I mean, it's
1: I, I do, I do, tequila. I mean, I don't. I I wasn't watching. It. He's got Quantro. juice, quattro yeah. with triple sec. He's got. He l- wasn't even watching. For goodness sake, there. you're Lem- hopeless. I, I'm listing the ingredients now. Job, Lemon right? juice, lime juice, quattro, tequila, egg white, Love. and sugar syrup.
0: Sugar syrup that he made himself, people. That
1: he made himself.
0: That's yeah. what I'm talking about. That's dedication. And in fact, because of the egg white, it's like a meal. I think you can justify it and say, you know what? I can skip breakfast. I'm having a, a Clayton's margarita. Two of those. Two, two of those and the oh, doctor. I'll take away. two eggs at breakfast, please. Just egg whites. I'm going healthy. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Cheers to that. And by the way, you, I mean, you know, 30 years of sobriety. Yes. Still. Somehow, miraculously. Despite the fact of how tempting we're making it seem right now to have another drink, because you're looking at us going, my God, these guys are wasted and it's only midday. Um, I, I, you know, you're drinking a coffee. Happen? You're drinking a coffee. I, I live on coffee. It See, is my life. I blood. don't touch that poison. Oh, I love it. No coffee will go into, through past these lips. Of it's mine. ridiculous. No, it's literally poison. No, 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 no.
1: Don't he says, me cl- on he says clutching, clutching a glass of tequila... <laughs> Egg white, sugar syrup, Quattro. Hey. At, yeah. at, at, at noon. At
0: noon. At yeah. noon. It is. It is noon o'clock somewhere. Yeah, that is going to be the new expression. I want to get back to this. This seventh restaurant. It is being announced here on Shaken and Stirred. Yes, it is, which I think is very exciting. What you know, seventh restaurant. It's going to be in Harlem. Correct. Why Harlem? And what is the theme behind this new restaurant? And why do we need another restaurant in New York City? Well, I, I honestly, it, it's a bit of a long story but
2: in short uh, I moved here to New York about five years ago as you know uh, since we were actually represented by the same people at that time uh, to you know really build my media career and I worked with Food Network and then in turn worked with Bravo and NBC for a period of time uh, and made that. Iron Chefing and things like that. Iron Chefing and Food Network starring and and yeah and then.
0: We're going to get to all that, by the way. Uh, we're was, getting all to, we're getting to all the sort of TV thing because apparently, <laughs> you know, chefing is not enough anymore these days.
2: Sadly, really sadly, but I, you know, th- and that goes back to the reason, <clears throat> one of the many reasons for building a bricks and mortar restaurant once again is is that that aspect that what I really do is I cook for people, and hospitality is part of my lifeblood, and I think that trying to represent that on television is certainly fine, but you, and that's why I have my own. Uh, online show because there's zero control you have very little control over the the yeah the, you know that the, the, having that ability to creatively craft exactly what it is that you want to represent and how you want to represent that uh there are a lot of people that have their hands in it when you get to those levels so You're being told to, what to do right and you know it's like you can start out with a great idea and then
0: it ends up getting more there's than no bossing a than- chef there's no telling a chef what to do. This is the thing. We've, we've learned with chefs. Well, uh, they hate being told what to do.
2: Well, uh, yeah. I mean, when you get to a certain level, it, it's, it's got to be over. You know, I mean, I have my people that have to learn to do things the way I do them and the way that I want them. But in all, I'm, you know, after 35 years of professionally cooking, they, it, I kind of have my own. So I'm only names. going to
0: give you one more chance to pitch your restaurant in, right. in in Harlem. You haven't given me the name or what it does yet. <laughs> Actually, you see, I'm, I'm going to uh, have to talk to your publicist. Which, by the way, why does a chef even need a publicist? But yeah. I understand. I, I, you know, yeah. I, last time I spoke to you, you were like, "Sorry, I'm talking to my publicist. Can I call you back?" And I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, yeah, sure, 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 whatever." No, like, no just because just you
2: haven't got chef
1: one. Does he Jackson. need one? Is it because you haven't got one? Like, no, really? you
2: got it's time to eliminate them all. Oh. You know, it's like it's all these extra hands, and and reality is is that I'm going back to old school. And I, 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 was really fortunate. I met a wonderful woman who I married uh, uh, last year, and she lived in Harlem. I ended up moving to Harlem to be with her. And Harlem I, is amazing. I it, love Harlem. I by the way, I fell in love with it. Like it, there are so many incredible, wonderful historical mm-hmm. aspects to it, architecturally. One uh, of my favorite uh, places to shoot. It's just, it's gorgeous. It's and and sadly, it's one of those places that really, really needs
0: not shoot guns Tom. Tom is actually <laughs> I know, I know. Tom is doing a sorry. gun motion and I'm like no <laughs> Tom I'm a photographer, photographer. <laughs> Tom forgets that this is radio this is a sorry. podcast sorry. people sorry. are listening we actually have cameras rolling you can see what's sorry, happening my
1: idea of a shoot is something where you no.
0: can't <laughs> as a photographer the location of Harlem is one of my favourites I love the brown stones I okay, love the sorry, absolute okay, so the layout sorry. of the sorry. town and actually they're quite wide the streets and they're quite yeah. and so you get a light natural light coming in yeah. god's
2: sakes. <laughs> (laughs) The street that I'm very, very fortunate to be on, uh, which we're on Strivers Row, and it's one of the oldest blocks in the city. Amazing. Uh, It is one of the most historic uh, uh, from its long journey to becoming what it is – what it's become today. And now this evolution that it's going through with this renaissance of art and food and culture that's starting to center around that block – it's a really great opportunity for me. I mean, me. there's always been an art scene in Harlem. I mean, there, Yeah, there has. but this is like we're seeing now, I think in respect to the climate that we're living through today, I see where it's a big motivating factor for a lot of people to start to step up and represent and represent in a really uniquely cool way.
0: And has the demographic of Harlem changed a lot recently, it's, do you think? I think it's massively in flux.
2: And, I, and, and not from like- Is a that ne- a good thing or- Yeah, I think it's a really great thing. And not from the standpoint of- uh, as I, I hate the word gentrification because it it doesn't
0: because in, they're not gents. It, it, <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, it just doesn't. We'll it's encaps- a lot. It's a lot it, of riffraff. We'll, we'll it doesn't encapsulate what's really going on. I think that uh, ultimately bridge and tunnel. It, well, no, I mean you think about the fact that ultimately uh, an area has to evolve to 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 survive you know you've got to have fresh money come in you've got to have new faces you've got to have uh, allow people to migrate in different ways but the
0: word gentrification makes sounds like it's it's sort of getting better somehow that's the the connotation at least when actually quite often it's not better
2: it can be it can more money it's more
0: more seats in you know butts in seats and things like that but not necessarily better
2: i think i think though if you and
0: when you look at how
2: the the neighborhood is having a hand in controlling and and helping to guide that that evolution uh, uh with community leaders and and different agencies that are there i think that you know like i wouldn't want to see the entire area of Harlem all corporatized. Like, that's not the right way to go. But I think that the, the support and that continual push for the mom and pops and the, uh, the, small, the small upstarts that need to get into the neighborhoods to provide the amenities and the services that those areas sorely need. You know, it's like, why do I have to go? If I live in Harlem, why do I have to travel 30 to 50 blocks to get a fine dining meal? So I mean, is that what they're going
0: to get at your restaurant? They're going to get fine dining. Absolutely. Uh, and do we have a name for your restaurant? I'm not telling it yet. See, that's what it is. This entire time, <laughs> I've asked him twice what his restaurant He's. I'm announcing it on shaken and stirred it. i'm <laughs> announcing i'm opening a restaurant but i'm not announcing what it's called <laughs> or even bloody well can what I, kind, I, of kind of food of, they uh, serve <laughs> no
1: i'll tell you what kind of food and, 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 and having your cake and eating we can have this what? we have this <laughs> so much information but we can't have it all come on i mean we'll it, save something know, it's up, like, like yeah i have to like and it's something. like getting
2: married I, i'm not going to drop my skirt until the night of so uh,
0: you wore a skirt on your wedding day
2: uh no not technically i didn't wear anything so
0: wow commander.
2: Yeah, well, you know, you gotta get busy. So
0: <laughs> well, we're gonna get, to, I that. We're gonna get to that. that. <laughs> we're gonna get to that too, because someone's been very busy by all accounts. But anyway, what kind of food? So I'm, as
2: stepping up to be the chef for the first couple of years, uh, I'm gonna do my style of cuisine, which is uh, modern California. So when I think of California what I was raised, because that's on what they was, want in Harlem.
0: Well. Modern I that, California, I think that they deserve it.
2: hell yeah. I think that I think that transparency, uh, uh, clarity of, of purpose, uh, of acquisition, uh, reasonable price points, and and you know, calling a dish what it's supposed to represent, utilizing modern technology as well as paying an homage to traditional, straightforward methods, so French, Italian, Japanese, uh, Hispanic. Uh, are really sort of the base route for what I do and when you think of it again it's it's sort of a poor represent, poor representation now uh, it's an overly used term in the in the sense of farm to table or, or you know sure Calif- even California cuisine is is a muddied category
0: nowadays it, it's like you- but they do have some of the best food in the world I mean one of my my wife and I's favorite thing when we go to California obviously is, is the restaurant scene yeah. I mean, it's the freshest food. It's yeah. some of the best sushi in the world, even better yeah. than Japan. Yeah. Um, and you know, the, the, the sort of farm-to-table concept really yeah. almost did, did it originate in California? Yes. Yeah. So yes. it's just extraordinary. So, but
2: it's still it's in its basis it's Mediterranean.
0: So the oh. idea is again, it's it's relative. It, you know,
2: it's. Relatively very healthy, health conscious, uh, using the freshest uh, and, ingredients, and freshest ingredients that are seasonally acquired. Uh, you know, there's a local aspect to it, but because we live in a world that we do, we have that ability to be able to access materials from all over the world and still not have an enormous carbon footprint. Uh, and and for me, that ability to be able to eloquently talk and straightforward. Uh, Tie who the people that were purchasing products from, whether it's a local farmer for fish, or it's a, a Chino Ranch in Southern California, or uh, it's the chicken farmer on the edge of Canada in Vermont, or you know my my spice this this Algerian spice woman that I dearly love that's in in uh, uh, the Lower East. East side uh, SOS chefs whether it's any of those people that we're aligned with and that we're bringing products in we're able to very clearly say these are what we've done and that ability to we're, we have no waiters it's no waiters no waiters self-service no 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 it's 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 again it's fine dining so it's a seated five course prefix meal which will allow people to be able to have a direct contact with the people that prep it cook it and serve it.
0: So wait a second, you're going to cook the food and then you're going to bring it out and serve it?
2: Yep. Okay. So it's wow. a, and it's a very small restaurant. 900 square feet, historic 150-year-old building. 20 seats plus or minus a few.
0: So it's a kind of uh, a Harlem Reyes. Yeah. Except not Italian. But no. Mediterranean nonetheless.
2: <laughs> but Mediterranean nonetheless. I'm, yes.
0: courting, I'm talking about Rao's, the famous Italian joint, yes. Yes. which is, you, you can't get a seat in. It's right. a tiny little place, and literally seats at Reos, reservations at Rao's go for thousands of dollars at Gala's, and I'm always shocked. It's like, <laughs> you want a reservation here? You know, thousands of dollars later.
2: And the food is spectacular
0: there. Oh, it's great. I mean, it's old, it old school, but yes. And you can also, also buy it at D'Agostino's and most other good restaurants <laughs> in, in a jar. <laughs> in fact, you know, the, the basil at Marinara is one of my favorites. <laughs>
2: It's exceptional. You know, it's you a, know,
0: I'm like, sorry, guys. The moment you started putting it on shelves in supermarkets, I, uh, the price of the reservation kind of went down well, in my but opinion. The, but again, the reality is is that it, you know
2: this is that – it's an old school restaurant. It has to be honored in the respect that it's been around so long.
0: Chefs have to say and, that. People like you who are opening I, your own place. I have, a,
2: I have a lot of respect for that. I mean I'm, I'm literally situated a block away from Londell's. It's been around for 25 years. Londell, the owner, still shows up and works every day. No, oh. I, I respect Spotless. that too, and I think it
0: is amazing. I mean, listen, I grew up, as did you, I believe. You know, watching my mother cook, working in the kitchen with my mother. Mm-hmm. My grandmother was in the kitchen too. Yeah. We would all cook together as a family. Not all of us as a family loved to cook. I, I certainly did. Right. You know, and I took it on board to be to really sort of pay attention. Yeah. to what was happening. And yeah. I, by all accounts, you st- had a, your sort of start in the kitchen, too, very right. early on, three years old, if I'm right. not wrong. Correct. What was that like? I mean, how much did you learn from your mother, and and, and why is passing those sorts of things down so important? Well,
2: m- my entire family has had a tremendous amount to do with food. I mean, I had a great uncle that, that uh, was a chef. I had an uncle that was uh, uh, owned a fabulous supermarket in Southern California. Um, in East LA. Uh, You know, my dad taught me how to barbecue and and how to just cook some really great basics. Uh, And my mom, you know, again, it was sort of that culinary renaissance that was going on in the 70s and 80s in California. So having that opportunity to have that exposure. And I grew up at a time where, you know, we had dinner time, family dinner time, no television, no nothing, just all of us sat down, had a meal together and talked about, our day and our lives and what's going on and what you know is that a dying
0: art do you think people? oh it's gone
2: it doesn't exist any longer and the sad part about it is is that it's absolutely being destroyed by social media so you know and uh,
0: technology is a wonderful thing but it's you know
2: we've got to as a people start to put it in its place and separate away from it
0: it's funny because no matter who our guests are it doesn't matter who comes on every single person sort of winds and complains about social no, media. But also everything it ever jumped simple, the shark,
1: but it says exactly the same thing. It's the it's the it, it's the distancing yourself. It's letting that stuff in for your to your day to day. Personally, I sit down with my kids and have tea or dinner or whatever. No electronics at the table. They're yeah. not allowed their phones. They're not allowed iPads. They're not allowed. I'm not either. There, there are no phones. There's Nothing. I, yeah. And I, it's my rule. And when they want to get down, they have to ask if they can get down. Quite often, it's like no. Because yeah. you're running off to you've got a nine-year-old who wants to run off and, you know, <laughs> checks on. I'm like, no, you stay. We're all talking. Why it's, it's now literally the art of, of trying to teach your kid, you know, yeah. what you grew up with, I suppose. What, right. What's normal for you. Right.
2: And I think it, like anything, I mean, you have children. I'm – about to have a kid it's like you, you so this is the other thing this man's been very
0: busy <laughs> oh yes he's not just having a you know a baby but he's opening a restaurant simultaneously the you know it's sort of nuts.
2: the cliche stupid thing that chefs do yeah i'm gonna open a restaurant oh and i'm gonna have a baby simultaneously
1: you haven't got, you haven't got a, a pet have you you haven't got a dog or something no in the meantime. but you know that i got the... might
2: as well go out and get one today yeah. so. <laughs> and another tattoo so. well, congratulations first of all <laughs> thank you thank you do you know what you're having i do I'm having a boy.
0: Okay, so maybe, yeah. I'm like, I do, and I'm not telling you.
1: <laughs> this is one of those. As well as I'm
0: not telling you anything. I'm sort of half telling you episodes. We quite like. You know, it's like more. It's more shaken and less stirred. Yeah. But you know, I try and still mix it up. No,
2: I'm, I'm really. And I, oh my god, I need your help. You know, because you've. I raised can't help a, you. No, no, no. You've raised a, a halfway decent human being. It's, you know? it's called
0: dragged. But anyway, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> Raised, is i'm not sure you know, erased and, maybe you I'm know I, I, and
2: it's that it's that thing of of Look, I no one teaches I, you. There's no handbook. There's no, there's, I have no, no idea what, what I'm book. doing. Everybody's got advice, no by the way. I'm
0: terrified. No, it's the worst. It's the worst to get up. You know, people who give you advice. <laughs> this is how you do it. It's like, come on. Yeah. First of all, there is no advice. I read a lot of books. I even did classes, and they were all hopeless. And none of it. <laughs> none of it applied to me whatsoever. Did <laughs> you have that?
1: But do you do you recognize the feeling of when you're sitting there holding your newborn baby and thinking, Christ? How on earth is someone as irresponsible as me <laughs> yeah. expected to actually keep a keep this thing alive? Right. B know what to do because right. seriously, like it's one thing we to told, you know, you've got to change this nappy and feed it, yeah. <laughs> knowing how to. No, do While whilst not dropping first it. First mean, birthday,
0: and the reason why parents have these huge birthday parties for their kids is not because they want to say, oh, little Johnny, one needs a big because, party because with because a, a cake. It. And It's like, yes, we didn't kill the baby in year one. <laughs> it's it's a survival party. It's like, oh yes, my God. I kept it alive. You know? <laughs> all the parents, it's all drink. You know? Everyone's sort of quietly, sneakily drinking. I mean, what you'll notice as a new parent is, in fact, you might go back to drink. I know you don't drink anymore, but a child <laughs> might do this to you. But, you know, half these football games and and matches and all these things they do, the parents are all sneaking alcohol in the sort of sippy bottles. (laughs) You don't realize it. They they, they sort of look like water or orange juice. Actually in there is sort of vodka martini. Uh, Unbelievable.
2: (laughs) Horrible month to give up sniffing glue. So.
1: (laughs) So what advice did you specifically want?
2: Oh, I don't know yet. I, I'm just putting people on deck. All you know, right. it's like...
1: Well, what will I call? The, those,
2: speed, those speed dials. What I call Help. answer? Yeah.
0: Clearly, we're <laughs> going to be right on, on that deck um, as the, you know, the first people to call. Now, you know, in, in all fairness, and I, this, not, this is not advice, but what I will say is this, is that, you know, go with your gut. Yeah. Go with what feels right. Love is love. And you will love your children no matter what, yeah. and it is terrifying. And I think it is more hard, a little t- harder for for men because we don't have that nine months or whatever of the baby growing in the stomach, getting used to the concept. You're no. sort of doing your thing. You're really focused on preparing the rooms for the kids and getting the household together. And then all of a sudden, this babies you know in your life, and you're right. like, oh, okay, it's and real. then you're on deck, yeah. And then you're sort of trying to manage it, yeah. You know, and, and some people are more paternal than others, you know, yeah. and. You know, I've adored being a father. Yeah. But it's a learning curve every day. Actually,
1: yeah. I will give you one bit of advice. Please. Which I think which we're full you, of advice by the way. One really, really <laughs> useful of bit of too. advice <laughs> in a relationship with a new baby. Yeah. It's very, very important that one of you mm-hmm. at any given time is having enough sleep. There's no greater peril than two tired parents because at right. that point so
0: Tom always made sure that he was well rested. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well, my wife, my wife's fairly narcoleptic, so right. <laughs> you know I've already dubbed 2019 as the year of no sleep. Have so. you
1: got a little camp bed set up in the back of the restaurant? <laughs> yeah. Just pretend your couch at work. that pulls out. I'm ready to go. So. Very important to get enough sleep. <laughs> so be able okay.
2: to just walk by the front and yeah. you'll see me out
0: cold. <laughs> Let's get back to your chefing around, right? And you have done some interesting <laughs> things. <laughs> You're like,
2: why does it sound so wrong when you say? Oh, yeah. it,
1: that it, sounds way. Like it should be saying dicking around, pissing <laughs> you know? about. You like, know,
2: anyone else could say it, but when you say it, it's just it sounds rawr. like
1: sounds like you've been doing something completely worthless. <laughs> because I know they? this guy. It sounds completely worthless. This, this oh is the God. this is the guy it's who turn <laughs> chefing into a sort of swear word for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> nice, no, credit to for Chris or
0: not to chef? Oh God, that is the question. Oh, my God. It's like the Sweeney Todd of chefs. Oh, it's so sticky. Oh, God <laughs> almighty. I want to know about this subculture dining for goodness Oh, my God. Sakes. Okay,
2: so we're going to talk about that man. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, yeah, you
0: do. Subculture.
2: Okay. Underculture. So, yes, that is my 15-year-old underground restaurant. So,
0: I mean, come on. I mean, this is this is a I, revolution. This is it, something you went, started in San again, Francisco. Again, sort of
2: with all possible deniability <laughs> built around it. Um I, you know, in, in 2000, 2001, I decided I was going to go back to bricks and mortar restaurants because I had taken a handful of years uh, and worked for a couple of Fortune 50 CEOs, which in all which in all of that, maybe one day I'll write a book about that because that was definitively a very interesting experience and very interesting people. Uh one of them went to jail. Uh and uh <laughs>
0: nothing unusual there. <laughs> nothing yeah, nothing new there.
1: Was not called and, Bernie? I mean the first name wasn't Bernie, was it? <laughs> no, no. God, come on. My, my, no my, I could have only been Bernie fortunate. Man. I
2: probably would have gotten paid a little bit more if I'd have worked for him. Yeah. So uh but um I decided to go back to it, and through that process, the LA Times wrote a story about me that ended up inspiring me to open a restaurant that I didn't have to live by any laws or rules, especially not governmental ones. And through all of those years, I mean, it ultimately allowed me that opportunity to build an enormous following, raise over $5 million, and open uh, a bricks-and-mortar restaurant in San Francisco, uh, which was Lafitte. Uh, uh, I in turn, you know, never sort of shelved it. It just kept growing and evolving and doing what it was going to do. And what I learned from it after about 10 years of operations was that it had this really interesting legacy and that it had touched all of these different people and affected people in a very visceral, visceral, tangible way, Uh, uh, we had created babies and businesses and divorces, and there were all of these stories that came out of it. Let alone all of the people that worked for me. That not had been a bunch of good food, and and a lot of really good food. And you know, and we started some some movements, not just from our social aspect, but definitively from uh, 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 some political stances as well. And and coming here, I realized that I had an opportunity to utilize it as a bully pulpit really as an opportunity to step up and stand out and i i don't want to say weaponize it but utilize it in in a very positive way to do something good to 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 stand back and stand on that soapbox and say pay attention this is you know from a gathering aspect from a social aspect from a food aspect you need to pay attention to these things, whether it's climate change or the and Why do you think people or, reacted
0: so well to it? Well, I, I think that <laughs> – What was the, it about culture of the uh, times, the zeitgeist of the moment, that, that, that people wanted to have this sort of subculture dining Well, l- l-
2: I'll, I'll explain it this way. Bricks and mortar restaurants and underground restaurants. There's there, The description is this, is a bricks and mortar restaurant, you place a reservation, you show up – or you don't place a reservation, you just show up you are in complete control of the experience and and what you want and to get out of this restaurant whether it s- surpasses your your expectations or fails miserably in that you are in control ultimately of that of that dining experience with us i own you you come in i tell you when where how i, f- I tell you what to eat what to drink and what to, and when to get and out well, how does that work you, i and, mean
0: i've done this before but you get your you, you get the email telling you where you're going to be eating tonight, right? And it's right. not always in the same place. No. So it, it, no. the place is random. What you're going to be eating is random. You don't know. You're showing up. It's a bit sort of like a the, – the, the only thing that I let you
2: know is that thematically this is what I'm doing. So if it's a ceviche dinner or it's a, a, a vegetarian dinner or whatever it is, and then I tie that based on my, my drivers, which are music – uh, I tie that to music, so I give you an impression of what your experience may entail. It's very eyes wide shut uh-uh. dining, and then you can you know. And then now, because we're so technically savvy, we have an app and everything else, and you, you have to follow. Which isn't like, nearly as, as sexy, I don't think. It, it's it's pretty fun. It's still is there a dress that dress code for this. No, no. But no, we've gotten people. But we've gotten people in tuxedos all the way down to g strings.
1: So right. yeah, yeah. And as you said,
0: babies have been made, and. Yeah, it, Absolutely. I Absolutely. had to stop going. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this, it was only it was simply only as much as I could have in one course.
2: You know, it's... it's, it's one really, sitting, I it, mean. It's really, it, you know, it's been a really impactful thing. And and we've done a lot of very positive things, I think, in the industry. And, and, and we've set the basis for a lot of other people to follow behind us and to take advantage of the path that we've, we've built. And... and uh, you know I mean I don't think that I'll ever stop doing it. I think that we'll always continue to do it, but that will really leave it as that that bully pulpit that opportunity to politically stand up and 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 speak my mind from a from that sort of angry chef place that I want to feed you and make
0: you happy and satiate you. but I also want you to walk away with a message totally and there were a lot of copycats a lot of copycats who sort of came after you who wanted to try and create similar sensations experiences some people
2: have been exceedingly successful at it i mean san francisco has several bricks and mortar restaurants that are multiple michelin star restaurants that all sort of walked our path after after we set the bar i mean and it wasn't anything new for us i'm not the innovator
1: imitation is most one of the most sincere forms of flattery right so absolutely um michelin star thing is interesting that you mentioned um there's something that I've just been reading about in England. Mm-hmm. A lot of people at the moment, it seems to be a trend. More and more chefs are giving back their stars. This is it's, 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 it's from whether whether you're in the middle of Wales and a right. phenomena you created something phenomenal in, in right. the middle of nowhere. People are finding that the whole the whole everything that surrounds the thing of having a Michelin star mm-hmm. uh, actually completely detracts from what the person is trying to do. It,
2: you start to, and, and I've noticed this, and uh, again, uh, that my, America, Is that happening in America, it? Well, it, it's, been, it's been for a long time. And it's it. there's a lot of it, a lot of it, I think, has to do with the politics of, of michelin in itself and the, the inspectors and the qualifications of those inspectors and their how do you ability- give back a star first of all what happens you get given <laughs> the star you, just, and you, you just, just say here's the star back
1: or do you, you hide the star under the you refuse to be I mean, included just, in that. yeah
2: you just say i'm sorry i'm I'm not, I'm not going to be i'm not going to play the game
1: i don't want to be included in your book yeah.
2: i mean it, it, the one of the most famous was marco pierre white who gave back three just said mm-hmm. i'm done I will retire before I have to continue with the charade, and and you know and again his argument was very very valid and it still exists today I think and and it's a problem that they have to figure out how to fix, um, especially from that now I'm aligned with Dominique Crenn she's one of my best friends she was my best man in my wedding or my best person in my wedding, um, um, we've we've been politically and and and, culinarily and life aligned for uh, quite a few years and. I'm I'm with her in the respect that world's 50 uh, um, uh, Michelin like they're great accolades they're wonderful to have but in la- in large respect there's no equality you know there's no there's no true got you know like when you look at the awards level it, it's all a bunch of
0: white dudes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and that well, and it's that's like a way, that's and it, across all award ceremonies, doesn't does it? Seems well, it, it, no matter what they are or for, for anything, pretty much. Does true. that reflect
1: the 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 um, the, quality, the quality um, um, and and c- kind of mix of, of chefs? No, no. So it's just Not totally. So it doesn't reflect. There's no balance. No, the no. Balance there's isn't. no.
2: There's absolutely no balance because again, and then again, they're so secretive about their perceived qualifications or their specifications for sort of admittance into the club you know it's like it's all subjective you know again it's one of those things where you can go to a a, a dive a dive restaurant that's ser- serving stuff on paper plates and it could be michelin level quality mm-hmm. food
0: so, will it get the accolades
2: uh you know i don't know i but, don't but
0: it's a big statement to say i'm going to give back my stars absolutely I mean, you know, tom and i have spent time together in just recently in amsterdam and we You know, went to the hotel that we were staying at and said, can you sort us out with restaurants for the day? And I think we ate breakfast, lunch, and dinner accidentally. At, at, Am I, I might
1: at Michelin starred. <laughs> no, seriously, it was it was an accident. Michelin starred restaurants.
0: <laughs> it wasn't an accident that we had dinner and breakfast, lunch, and dinner together. Right. But it was an accident they were all Michelin starred restaurants. Right. But that's you could see that's what the hotel was looking for. Right. That was the way that they judged whether something was good or not because they right. probably don't have any idea. They don't, and they just look into a book. Right. You know, it's
2: a guide. It's a it's it's like anything. It's subjective. And and
0: so what is it about know. certain chefs then that there's this sort of bad boy rebellious image that certain chefs have that they can say I don't want my star I'm you know I'm cooler than that I'm going to create subculture dining I'm a you know I'm a, this I'm going to have a mohawk I'm going to scream on television I'm going to be an iron chef it's like there is a lot of this bad boy kind of cool uber cool chef I mean you know Anthony I, Bourdain bless his soul right. you know had the ultimate kind of cool boy you know
2: chef. he didn't you know and I think it comes it, it all goes back to that aspect of not wanting to be Uh, uh, Forced down a path of a mold.
1: Pigeonholes. You know,
2: right. I I, I don't,
0: but it seems chefs specifically.
2: Well, again, we're creative people. We live with our, with our, our emotions and our hearts and our feelings on our sleeve. This isn't, you know, for any good chef worth his salt, they dig deep emotionally to put food out. It's, you know, and and I tell this story to my staff all the time. Uh, 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 You know, I'm originally from Southern California, so I've had a guru in my life at some point. And, we all need a guru in our life at, at one, some yeah. point you Let's know you and, find and one. <laughs> <laughs> go to california this man was advising me on 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 my life and and i was really struggling with what i did you know it's like i'm not making any money I'm, I'm 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 struggling with all of this like what am i doing wrong here why am i not happy and 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 why am i yelling and screaming at my staff all day and all night because again that was how i was raised as a chef and that's what i thought was going to get me through and and make me better and And he asked me, he he says, when you think of an ashram and all of the priests that come there, who does the cooking? And I said, well, my thought was, well, it's the newbie. It's the guy that just walked in that's peeling the potatoes and doing all the." And he says, no, it's not. It's the highest priest. When you think about it, there are all these chakra points in your hands, right? And the person that's handling that food, you want it to be the most – Balanced, highest thinking person to be handling your food that you're going to ingest, and from that point on, once I got that, mm. I, I,
1: everything changed it's for me in my career. That's a very interesting way of. And I can't. I so can't the sous be, chef is
0: the I, most important person.
1: No, no, <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> no. In
1: a real a good things.
2: kitchen, it's that. It's that chef. It's that leader. It, that's that person that's handling that food. That that that's that's putting their heart and their soul into that work. Mm. And guiding their people, and cultivating their people, and building a, a and this is that argument that we're not even an argument, but that's the driver for so much that's going on today in the industry is equality and 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 that ability to foster and build and cultivate really great uh, 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 groups of dynamic people that 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 psychology that that exists within an organization that 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 culture. That you want to put out there because if your people aren't happy, they can't make good food. Sure. If they're yeah. angry and upset, then, you know, it's yeah, the like food you sense the that immediately in mm-hmm. a restaurant. You can
1: sense it in food. Yeah. But it's like it's like people. Generally, good-looking people can look really ugly if they're really deeply unhappy and angry. Right. You know, exactly. anger and unhappiness can make even, you know, good-looking people really ugly. And yeah. It can make really sort of plain-looking people um, amazing.
0: Amazing. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like the opposite. So, so cook with love, people. Oh, <laughs> Kumbaya, well, intent. You know, Kumbaya. serious intent.
2: You've got to. You've got to dig down, and you've got to be in touch with. And and again, I've been cooking professionally over thirty five years, and 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 just as a fifty five year old man, like I, I I got into that place where I think that I'm I'm sort of grounding in who it is that I am, what it is that I'm doing, and the intent behind the work that I'm doing. And 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 trying to represent that on a daily basis to everyone
0: that touches my life. So. I mean. So you mentioned salt a moment ago, as in every good chef worth his salt. Yeah, I like that pun. Yeah, salt, sugar, evil.
2: So, and I, I'll tell you a story. <laughs>
0: I, feel, I had a feeling you got a bloody story for everything all Pretty I have to much. say is one word sugar so, and I've got a story so, I've got a story about a sugar of mine too by the way should be thankful it's making and making, by the way his nickname is Sugar Lump it's making
1: <laughs> I know it's making your life easier you job. put a little bit of bitters on it but he's um. definitely the Sugar Lump <laughs>
0: so
2: champagne so, cocktail oh God. So, can we just listen so many years ago uh when i was in culinary school uh, i was really really fortunate to have the opportunity to spend the day with uh, julia child and i mean i locked myself to her hip the entire day and at that one point <laughs> not really you know and so at one point i had a couple of quiet minutes with her and i just said do you mind if i ask a question no no problem i said uh, chef uh you know you're in you're in your 80s how how do you do it i mean you eat drink smoke you know how do you how do you manage all of this because like i'm watching what we're feeding you all day and like at at 80 years of age like how is this possible and she said you know everything in moderation there's a there's a there's a place where you have to get to that that place within you and say you know it's great to it's great to have a little bit it's great to try but i don't need to just murder
0: everything that's in front of me and a little bit of exercise and so sure, i get it so everything it, in moderation know. however we live in a society where moderation is not the order of the day no it's- excess is
2: excess is a huge problem within within this
0: society and and how responsible are we certainly as you know, people preparing food and yeah. preparing for food. You know, preparing food for the masses right. as well. In general, like the concept of how much sugar we put in things, how much salt we put in things, and the effects that these things have on certainly children. For example, Absolutely. I've got two kids. You're about to have a kid. Yeah. And you know, I see my kids at, at school dinners and what have you. And right. you know, we've Jamie Oliver, the English chef, who's been very active. Yeah. And trying to.
2: Change for it. And, oh, and, and, Absolutely. I, I, uh, I think it's, it's horrible what they did to him in that respect. That you know he was trying to represent something exceedingly positive in creating.
1: change. And he's got the mothers, and the parents and, of these children, buying their kids burgers and shoving them through right. the school railings to make right. a point. I mean, it's just that's just plain ignorance. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it just...
2: is, and that 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 you know again, <laughs> maybe they should have done that in Europe and then slowly allowed it to come here instead mm. of trying to come to the heartland. And, and force force that down the path of of, of central United States. It just, that's a, but you can't, I mean, can't. you you can see today that it, it's hard mean, to tell those people much of they, anything. They get,
1: they're, they're, you can't. I mean, they're just completely picking England and, 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 and growing, getting bigger and bigger every day. But it's sad. It, in England, was, I had a very interesting thing on the radio the other day about, we consume 10, I think on average 10 grams of sugar. I mean, 10 grams of salt sorry, every day mm-hmm. in the foods we eat. Yeah. And we only need need 1.5 grams. We need need less than one, right? Right. So, with the Food Department Agency um, in England, which is a sort of governmental agency, actually goes to the food companies and says, look, you reduce. Right. Either reduce it, or we'll tax it, or we'll ban it. Right. So they have reduced it, and actually, they've reduced it in the last ten years. I think they've reduced by half the, mm-hmm. just the kind of weekly salt intake of the individual. They're right. Still way over. Right. It's a very subtle way of doing it. It's like standing there with a hammer and saying. Well, I mean, you, in the same you respect, that, Michael
2: Bloomberg it, 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 tried to do that here, and, 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 that, and that kind of pushed over to California, where the, the soda tax and the cigarette tax, and you know, all of these things that the, the we should make it as painful as possible
0: to abuse things that are, that are going to kill us. There are a lot of confused messages out there. I have right. gone on social media, for example, and said that my wife and I are giving up all sugars right. for a week. Right. I mean, you know, whatever, right? right. No big deal and i literally get screamed at by people who are saying oh that's so wrong you're sending the wrong message out there there's nothing wrong with sugars and they have all these arguments it's all the they, russian trolls it is unbelievable there are sugar trolls out <laughs> yeah, there i'm like what is happening i mean then they have all these facts and things and i'm like well I, i'm not this is not a big deal this is not the end of the world i'm not sort right. kind of quitting sugar forever and i get right. it i like a slice of cake just like the next person yeah. but i mean i think every once in a while you're gonna you know it's not a bad idea to fast off certain things
2: absolutely i'm i'm ai you know and it's funny so when we first met you and i didn't get along very well <laughs> in the respect that i have a stance about foie gras and and it's definitively on the far end of of what you believe
0: in, and, St- and stuffing food down a Personally, I'm going to gonna, I'm
1: gonna hazard this one. I mean, I have no idea at this stage which is which. But <laughs> I absolutely love foie gras. Thank you. Okay, gotcha. You, so,
2: you love everything, but and, and
0: again, you eat, in, eat in, everything in, in moderation. When he's hungry, you better not be sitting in front of him. Otherwise, <laughs> don't you make end it up personal. <laughs> you
1: see, it's always personal. It brings it right down to the personal level.
0: Just Everything's uh,
2: personal. Well, well and, and I'll tell you, you know, it's like I still and and my biggest argument about that in that period of time 5 6 years ago was really about more the law being forced down our our throats and 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 and
0: Well what about humane what about but humane
2: eating then? I think that humane eating is, is an important part. I think that animal husbandry I think no 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 and and again I went out and did my diligence. I went out and went to the foie gras farms and 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 looked at exactly what was going on and had a true understanding of the process. And okay, so what is foie gras? So foie gras is, is delicious. the fattened liver. Yes. Just, say, the, just fattened, say it's delicious. The fattened liver of, of, it of, of, of ducks. And, and it how is, do we fatten the livers? And, and they fatten the livers based on a method called gavage, which is the feeding. Saying a French word does make it sound better. The multiple the feedings of ducks. So and the, and the multiple feedings okay, the multiple feedings Philippe
1: Ponge dont le 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 camarade de so. temps so. <laughs> <laughs> en temps au temps après temps oui et puis en fin. his his french is better than his english there's <laughs> a more put a block of foie foreground delicious there we go i've just done it for you i've just made your life easier. you so. stuff the corn in, down in. the
2: hens throat it, it, again it's it's, really it's not and it's something that's been done since the egyptian time and it, it again it's oh well there you go and and, and i'm not again
0: done I, since the egyptian time I, <laughs> we're gonna have to do, agree to disagree on this no and one, again we
2: can't we can but it, i mean even from my you know it's like i'm i'm looking at the greater picture and i'm looking at the the climate issues and the things that are nece- that that are necessary for the longevity of what i do for a living and with my new restaurant as a prime example we're not we're not going to have a lot of animal proteins on our menu we'll have uh fish some poultry uh
0: and the fish that were, we're and we're, by the we're, way don't get me all... wrong i'm not someone who in mean, absolutely i don't eat meat however it's not from a necessarily a moral standpoint i do stand by the fact of killing animals humanely is mm-hmm. my point yes it's like you know Butchering an animal in a way that causes them pain or suffering, or or, or subjecting them to a life that is really objectionable—that right. I think is not okay. Right, and, and, and it's simple and as that. To be honest with you,
2: no, and I and I completely
0: wholeheartedly agree with you on that. I mean, Except for I couldn't, foie gras,
2: I couldn't. No, 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 and foie gras. In in that vein, there. I mean, there are bad practitioners. In every industry, from soybean manufacturers to, to, to uh, pork and, and, and beef and chicken producers. But, again, Dessert it, or it's... pudding? Pudding.
0: Hello. You have an Anglophile file. us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hello. Hello, darling. <laughs> well, you know, I'm wicked, sorry. I'm it? like, I'm, pudding. I'm, it's, it's Doctor Who
1: season, so, you
2: know, come on. <laughs> Please,
1: <laughs> God, I just—I mean—I'm more nervous than you about what he's going to come up with next. <laughs> Christ!
0: So let's talk about eating and food now, Tom, shall we? Because you know we both love to eat, and we both love—is what is it? Do we love eating, or do we love food, or what is the—you know—the what comes I, first?
2: I, you know, it, again, that's that chicken and egg thing. It all depends on where you're at and what point. Like there are times where I just love eating, and then there are times where it's really about the food. And 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 I go back and forth, you know, because I have I'll have those times where I just want French fries and burgers and you know and, and all the stuff that you know pizza and uh, all the things that aren't necessarily good for me in, in my health, but they're not necessarily bad. I mean, everything in moderation. Everything in moderation, but and it, it, I struggle with that so badly,
0: so badly. Well, because quite frankly, let's, let's face it. We, I think we all know it's it's fun to do things in excess. I, Once in a while. Regardless, you're absolutely right. Everything in moderation is the way to go. I, I, but I, I, when, if you would it. never spend a night where you've got a little drunk. You know, because you, you haven't done anything in moderation. Right. If there's ever been a time where you haven't had one extra slice of cake, yeah. you know, or if, or pie or pudding or yeah. a scoop of pudding or ice cream or yeah. whatever it might be, I mean, you really haven't lived, to be honest with you. True. I quite like it once in a while, even though I hate it after I've done it, when I get that pain up in my sort of shoulder. Because <laughs> I've eaten so much, I've actually got a sort of wind in my shoulder. <laughs> Forked like, fork mouth. How did the food get into my shoulder? And I filled my lung, everything so high. <laughs> that I and move. And then I try to sleep but just the lying position oh, I'm, like, oh, I'm like, uh am I I can't move hibernation please. And now you know I, I, and it all
2: goes back to that thing of of <laughs> you 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 have to have moderation. You know to to have longevity, to have health, to be happy. You know, there are definitively studies as well as just I, I mean, I'm living through those aspects of uh, for myself in the day-to-day struggle of what exactly I put into my body for fuel? What exactly I put into my body for enjoyment? And the repercussions that I suffer for not doing the right thing. Mm. You know, it's like if I I think that if I eat lean meats and vegetables, lots of water, uh, uh, and moderate amount of coffee, I can I get to be a pretty happy, easygoing, sleeping good. You know, well rusted level human being that can articulate. Today I struggle because I ate way too much turkey chili last <laughs> night <laughs> and a bunch of donuts the night before. And I made, and, but I uh, have made uh, donut plant. Oh. So, and the turkey chili I made, but the, the donut plants, uh, the donuts are donut plant. And, you know, there's just when it, they I like those
1: crispy cream ones.
2: Oh my god, yes, the, the, the cream
1: brulee things. I go down to Alabama oh to see my. B- I love the fact when I love the, I just love the idea. We're sitting here, you know, with one of the kind of country's top chefs, <laughs> and, we're here, you know, and we've and the conversation has seriously come around to how much we all love crispy cream. But, I do do those plain ones, I, I like the best. Well, that's I, the thing,
0: ultimately, look. <laughs> people love food and they love eating but right. sometimes you know you don't necessarily have to love the food to love eating right? right but I want to know what we need to do as a revolution in this country and in the world over really as far as putting people on the right track to enjoying food for the right reasons
2: I, I think transparency has everything to do with it I think that if
0: and labeling and, food and the people knowing what they're having and what do you mean by that because I, I know there have been I, issues with that too
2: I think all of it from start to start to finish I think that the the element of t- saying where food comes from, how it was raised, how it was processed. You know, it's like 90% of people go to a supermarket or they now, in, at least in New York, they call Fresh Direct or, or Instacart or whatever, and stuff just shows up
1: wrapped in paper or plastic.
0: Most kids have no I mean, idea what, what yeah, a steak right. is. Right. Oh, a steak? Right. it grown oh, a tr- Well,
1: no, seriously. Right. I mean, I had that in England. Someone said, you know, where, does, where, does, where do you think that steak comes from? And they said Tesco's, which is our kind of... <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, well, you know, you know, it's like I give a, a lot of cre- I
2: give a lot of credit to like Gordon Ramsay with the F word in the respect that he showed, you know, he took two pigs, raised them on camera through an entire season, and then took them to the butcher and showed the, that that difficulty that he had with raising these pigs and then having them taking them to the butcher and, and then ultimately cooking and eating them. Yeah, but everybody and, knows and that it has you... an entire effect on his family. But the, everyone that knows eat. that you
1: have the you keep the sow. Right, it, right. Well, it has the piglets, and you kill the babies. You don't right. kill the sow. Right. The sow is the family thing. Right. I mean, he just, got, I mean, got it wrong. Well,
2: true, but in at that least, respect, at least, or, or was least...
1: it right for television? I don't know. But I mean, what you know, the traditional method well, is you have your breeding. You know, well,
2: you know, so you can't even have, that. you can't even show that here. They don't want to show just even the most basic process of pig. You know, this is how you raise a pig, and this is what. You know mm-hmm. what the mechanism, the machinery that that pig goes through to become a pork chop mm-hmm. on your on your supermarket shelf.
1: Well, people it's should like, be a, they, people should be educated on that. I, I agree I, with you. on
2: that I, I think that it's it's imperative to, for people to understand where their fish comes from, mm-hmm. what the you know how the pro, their products are grown, how how corn, soybean, uh, wheat, all of these things that. Are grown for us and how they're processed and and all of those things. I think that if a lot of people really had the clarity of that information, they might make slightly different decisions. Organic, uh, you know, genetically uh, modified. Uh, I mean, uh, what are we on? Oh, GMO here? is horrible. That's just a be- like like you know. I'm sorry. At what point did anybody think that really messing with Mother Nature was going to be a good idea? I mean, Mother Nature's a bitch. Mm. She will. She's she, going to pimp slap everyone. You know, we're but, I mean
1: time, but, but again, the population, if you're gonna you know, the population rises, how are you gonna feed everyone with what we got? You know,
2: we, we that, waste that. more food in this country alone than is even reasonable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you have a you have realized that that the that the the Quantity of food that people waste—it's like over forty oh, uh, percent nationally. No, it's unbelievable, you
0: know. I mean, well, I, I come from a family well, where you have to eat the food on your plate. It's like I tell my kids, you can't leave until that food is eaten so, <laughs> is that, you that you know. <laughs> too. Is that Don't because because take because as much.
1: Food's too cheap.
2: I, I think that that's part of it, and I think that the, it's just you know, it's like there was the ads that were going around here in Manhattan uh, talking about an egg and the quantity of water that it takes to produce that egg. And it's like, don't throw a single egg away. Use that egg. Eat that egg. Do something with it. Don't just buy an egg and throw them all out in the garbage. You well, you've lost that of,
1: ability, have yeah. you know In England, they used to buy you one joint of meat a, a week, and that thing would last you the whole week. You'd make mm-hmm. stock out of you. Right. And right. The, the, the organic the organic argument, I read the other day that it's similar. America similar to England. It's less, it accounts for less than 5% of the food consumed on a weekly... produced um in america yet forty six percent of Americans who were polled mm-hmm. said that they tried weekly to get an organic something into their food and, into and, their and, shop into their and, shop
2: and and i think I think that, that that's become this really weird Nebulous, well, it's very expensive, you know,
0: first like, of all. So people but, like the idea; they want to do it, but they be. don't really know how to do it. They sort of, they look and it, they, you know, you look on the shelf. But pretty much everywhere, if you see, for example, Brussels sprouts or cabbage or some vegetable, which is normally the organic route, right? You'll see it, here it is the regular one, and mm-hmm. here's the organic, and the organic one's always more expensive, and oftentimes, weirdly enough, doesn't look as good, which is a right. weird thing in supermarkets. Yes, right. if you go to the farmer stand, of course, it's going to look amazing. Right. But in these supermarkets, they tend to look. Not quite as yummy, right? You know, versus right. the sort of fake GM GMO right. style perfect yellow banana, right? You know,
2: and and it's that it's that difference between do
0: I want to eat something real or do I want to eat plastic?
2: But and, education. And, and it goes back to a, education, a, a, like you said. Everything People know what education. they're
0: putting in their mouths, where it comes from, right. you know, what it's going to do to your body. Right. Have things in moderation. Once right. in a while course we can all have a little excess that's what the world is like and if you try and control that too much then it doesn't work it backfires that's why all these diet fads don't really work in the end because they're so controlling and it's just that you know there has to be a way where it's a lifestyle change and it comes from a desire a want you have to want to change your life you have to want to eat the right things
2: yeah and again it's 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 motivational you know it's like you have to inspire people to sadly to do the right thing for themselves and and you and power, empowering them with some of the most basic rudimentary knowledge uh, that, you know, from a chef's standpoint, like, we know all the secrets. Like, you you know, okay, it's time to make tomato sauce. Well, I'm not going to buy the number ones. I'm going to buy the number twos and maybe even the number threes that are virtually on the red edge of they're ugly, they're about to rot, mm. <laughs> but I can cook them today and they'll make beautiful sauce. You know, it's like that's how we made that With my restaurant in, in California uh, uh, because we were doing French brasserie uh, and we would make ketchup. And So you made the ketchup with, with the, the ugly fruit. W- we made ketchup with the super ugly fruit.
1: And the stuff that's and just on the So like, it's probably the tastiest like, though, isn't it? That's when it's v- the tastiest. Virtually,
2: like if I'd held it 12 hours, it was mm. going to go bad. It was going to grow hair. And we would produce, you know, 20, 30 gallons of, of ketchup that we would sit in the refrigerator. And when the ketchup was gone, there was no more ketchup on the menu. So there would be about five months where we wouldn't have ketchup and it would piss people off. But, you know, you explain them like, I'm sorry, if I can't make it for you, then I don't really, you know, like I make don't the mustard, it. I make the mayonnaise. Like, if I can't make it for you, it's not going to be any good. Like, do you want me to just hand you here? Here's some tomato paste and and sugar water and mm. we'll mix that together. Go at it. it. Yeah. It's like, it, you know, it's like, again, I think that we as chefs have to stand up and say we can do
0: better than this. We have to do better than this, you know. And I, let's hope that your new restaurant in Harlem, which I can't wait to go to, which the name has not been announced, nope, is a huge success. <laughs> Congratulations on everything—the so baby, much. the restaurant, I know, the the marriage. Yeah, it's been a busy year. It's been a busy year, and we, it's going to get even crazier. Very excited to have you shaking and stirring things up on the show. Oh my God, Chef I, Russell Jackson, thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Thank anytime. You. anytime, my pleasure.